Hi, my name's Maddie. And I'm Kate. And this is Vintage Vixens. A podcast for film lovers by idiots. And we're the idiots. We are the idiots. And What's you are this the film lovers. Genre? Yes. Uh, we're talking about adventure action films this week because we've gone through a lot of stuff. And this genre sort of <laughs> combines with a lot of I know of you meant things. like episode-wise, but... We've also... <laughs> Since the last episode, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, We've been through a lot. We have been through a lot. You've been through a lot. And the whole world has been through a lot. So let's talk about movies instead. Yeah, we're going to talk about movies again. And we hope that our podcast brings a little light to your day. Let this next 20 minutes be uh, some escapism for you. Yeah. Listen to us. I have to talk about Babe, Pig, and City. You know you covered Babe last week, right? Yes, and I don't regret that. Hey, remember when I made a joke about you doing Babe 2 because you just did Babe the last episode? (laughs) Um, I said Babe the last episode like it was a Star Wars (laughs) movie. (laughs) Babe the last episode. I think babe. I think every you genre. should you should just go go first. You want me to go first? Oh no. You did You're throwing out the you, natural you, order. So since you already spoiled it, you are forced to go first actually. Do your oh, little crying thing, you little rat fink. All right. So my movie is Babe, Pig in the City, which is a 1998 comedy drama adventure film, which is why it counts for this episode. It is the sequel to the 1995 hit movie, Babe. That you did I'm not last sure if week. Babe was actually, that I did last week. I'm not sure if Babe was actually a hit or now it's just become one of those classics because of how much it means to people. Uh, but it was a hit to me. So it was co-written, produced, and directed by George Miller, who also did the same for the first movie, except he didn't write it. He Well, yeah, he wrote it, co-wrote it, produced it but didn't direct it we uh, got the original cast back baby yes um the, the including gang's all James, back together the whole the gang's back together hey we're getting the boys back together except um, you know who's not here babe yeah because um Babe's actress died i'm pretty sure it's dead it the pig the pig also the voice actress I'm pretty sure she died. Let me we'll between check. the films. Oh, never mind. I thought she died in between the films. No, she doesn't die till 2014. Um. Anyway, disregard all that. They do change the voice actresses. Um. Instead of the voice actress being Chucky from Rugrats, it's now Ami Elizabeth Daly from Rugrats. <laughs> That's um, a great choice, though. It's all connected. I'll connect to All one big circle. Uh, my love for regrets led me to a movie about pig twice. Twice. So the film begins. Babe's not having a good time in this film. Honestly, I think Babe goes through a lot of trauma for one little piglet. So Same. this is that takes place like immediately after Babe wins the competition. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they like there's this big parade and they get home. Uh, and everything's good except then uh, he 
accidentally Thanks. causes an accident. He's trying to help the farmer, uh, uh -huh. but the farmer gets hurt trying to uh, fix the well. And it's a really traumatic scene. I hate. I always hate watching that part. That was the scene that I closed my eyes when growing up and still to this day because so Arthur gets really hurt and he can't run the farm anymore and that means they need money and he so, falls into the well essentially yeah it, like it breaks them up it's sad um and babe is devastated and feels so guilty because all he wanted to do was help and he accidentally ended up hurting the situation which is very relatable <laughs> and so Esma Esma has to uh, take over the farm, but she needs money because there are bills to pay. And she's... Guess who's going on tour, baby? Yeah, they're going to be evicted. And so um, someone has offered to pay for a babe to come to their sh uh, sheepdog herding contest. And the prize money would be enough to save the farm. And so Esma takes Babe, and she really believes in it. And then they get to the airport. And I don't think Esma's ever been in an airport, bless her. And so Snoop, so like Babe's trying to do his little Babe thing, which is make friends, because that's what he does. He makes friends by talking to people and using his communication skills and like being nice. Except there's this dog named Snoop, and he's a snitch. He's a snitch beagle. Hey, is that a reference to Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Um, is there a reference to Snoop Dogg and Babe which Two is Pig in the All the city? funnier because he's actually a um, he's a drug dog. He sniffs for drugs. And oh so, my god, um, I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, so he shows Babe uh what he gets when uh he does his job right and he snitches and he says that babe has drugs on him and so they're taken to, and so asthma gets interrogated and they like they can't get on their flight and so they, they're stuck at the metropolis area um but there's no hotels that take animals and she's all like she doesn't know what to do <laughs> so at first they get like rejected by the person there's just tall woman answers door and she's about to leave, but then they like sneak her in because she does love animals, even though it's against the laws. Then Babe gets like kidnapped into the circus. Yep. Yeah. He he just gets he gets kidnapped. Uh this monkey steals something from him. And then there are these chimpanzees, and one of them is pregnant, and they're <laughs> they wear clothes. And like one's like a tough guy, like. I just there's so, so much thought. going on here so much like there's all these animals because like it's a clown circus and like this clown does this like act with all these different animals but babe um causes like a fire <laughs> babe's going he's going wild in this film he said everything's I going wild no more, and he needs the money <laughs> and there's just so much. And so Esma gets arrested. <laughs> this movie does not let you breathe for two seconds. Every every other minute, something terrible happens. So when Fugly, Fugly is the name of the clown. Um, I didn't realize that as a child. Anyway. Fucking ugly, man. <laughs> he goes to the hospital. And now that all the animals are by themselves and they're going to starve. And this is very stressful for the dad chimpanzee because his wife is pregnant. And then there's this little 
baby chimpanzee. So the, the chimpanzees are Bob, Zooty, and Easy, which is the little brother. Um, and I can remember like the voice acting in this movie is so good. The voice acting in Babe movies are always good, but especially like the like in all way that Easy, which is the little brother monkey, says, "I'm gonna be an uncle." Like. <laughs> It's just so good. All of it's so good. And so um, the chimps try to steal food and Babe is the bait and he gets attacked by these like mean dogs. And this, then thus enters one of my favorite characters of all time. The dog that falls in the water. Yes, the dog follows. He's chasing after him, and he tries to leap in after Babe falls into the water, um, because he wants to like kill Babe, and he gets stuck, and so like he's like drowning. He's like being water boated basically, because <laughs> <laughs> like his collar is stuck to the bridge. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> opera music is playing, and it's like somebody help him. I think Babe's like begging. Like, somebody help him! Somebody help him! Please! Where's your humanity? Um, <laughs> um, he's dying. He's straight up dying. Um, he is drowning to death. And so then Babe goes and saves him. And from that point on, the dog is loyal to Babe. Uh, and so then they do get their jelly beans. And, um, so uh, Babe decides to split out all the jelly beans to um, all the animals because there's cats and they sing like opera and dogs that live together. And it's all, it's just so cute. They're mice. And so they're passing out all the little jelly beans. And every time uh, an animal comes up to get the jelly bean, uh, Babe, uh, Babe's newfound bodyguard says, take the pig. Thank you, pig. pig. And it's like, yeah, thank you, pig. When Bob finally gets up there. Um, but they're all still hungry because there's only just one jelly bean. Mm-hmm. And then Zooty gives birth. And that's like intense. So Isn't much. Like, like they need their... one of the fireplace and they're like Yeah. And then um then their like trash neighbor calls the cops on them. And they um the little jack russell terrier named Flelick holds on to the cop car to figure out where the animals go and because he has so he's disabled and he has a like he's missing his back two legs and he has like a roller his wheels instead and that's how he gets around and so like the car just carries him like it just drags him with his little mouth on it until he falls off of the corner and he has like a dream where he's dead and chasing animals and chasing butterflies in the field and he comes back and he's okay but they finally find Esma and the landlady and there's like this big charity dinner going on at the same place because Esma and the landlady are gonna I don't they didn't find them but they're gonna get the animals back they might have found them I can't quite remember that part but that part's a little fuzzy because there's a lot of trauma in between that and <laughs> then, so like there's this like big awesome scene where they're like bouncing around the 
uh, giant room and like trying to be stopped, but Esma and the lady, landlady are both determined not to be stopped and save their animals. And then the little baby monkeys get electrocuted and fall from the chandelier where they're holding on. <laughs> and it's, so, it's just the screams. Like these two little baby twin monkeys, well, they're not monkeys, they're chimpanzees. They fall to the ground. And I think they're the only animals that weren't real animals. Um, and like, but they're okay. They're okay. They, yeah, they get saved. Um, and everything gets resolved in the end. And all the animals. So the landlady sells the hotel and gives the money to Esma and the farm is saved and all the farm animals get to have new neighbors, which are the circus animals and they all live together. And like the poodle leaves the tough bodyguard dog. And so he's like a single father now with little half poodle, half <laughs> bodyguard dog. And they like have the target dog. Um, half poodle, half bodyguard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he teaches them how to be tough. And of course the movie ends with uh, everything being resolved and fixed and the final line being that'll do big that'll do that'll do anyway it's one of the best movies of all time it uh is one of the reasons i fell in love with opera music because i watched the dog uh get waterboarded and like nearly die up (laughs) (laughs) and yeah what movie did you pick (laughs) do you prefer the first favorite this one which one do you like more oh i can't choose i mean i think probably always the first one will be better for me because I I like things just I feel like Babe 2 Pig in the City despite all the terrible things that happened played more towards a comedic angle we're never really given what city it's in because it's supposed to be like at one point they show every single destination like every single landmark I think there's like the Eiffel Tower like right in front of the Hollywood Boulevard sign Uh uh-huh um yeah it's and, a lot more slapstick probably yeah, you could call yeah. it I like the simplicity of the wholesomeness of the first babe movie but I think for a sequel it did really good mm-hmm. and it definitely captured the same energy I just prefer the first babe more also because I feel like they were given a lot more I'd like the farm animals backstories a little bit more I feel like they were given a little bit more of a development especially there's Rex. so there's so many characters in yeah like in the city that you don't have the time in a children's film to develop to develop all those characters yeah like I think Rex got a lot of good treatment even though he's like a, a side character in Babe like because you find out exactly why he is the way he is uh versus you know we don't we don't get a, as much time to spend with the other characters Anyway, it's still a wonderful movie and it's extremely quotable and I love it with my whole heart. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, since you got a like half-assed, not half but like adventure's a very broad genre. You managed mm-hmm. to stick Babe <laughs> 2, Pig in the City into the adventure genre so i hey wikipedia said i was right and so did letterboxd when i searched adventure genre movies that we'd seen they both came up listen so wikipedia calls 
Red Iron Shirt movie I'm doing. So I picked <laughs> Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter, which is Haunted. a, yes, oh, we love this film. A hammer horror film from 1974. Wikipedia calls it a swashbuckling action horror film. So I consider There's that not a many feature. swashbuckling films out there. Yeah, especially uh, with vampires. Yeah. This might be the only one. That's true. Uh, please send us please make a more, message though. if you know of any other swashbuckling films with vampires. I would love to watch them. So this film, if you've seen any Hammer Horror, this is one of the last horror, Hammer Horror films that got released before they went bankrupt. And it's, what did I say? 74. So yeah, yeah pretty a late. commercial for um, Hammer films. Yeah. In the the angel. And it's Peter Cushing and (laughs) (laughs) just looking very depressed. Um, Because he's out of work. Yeah. (laughs) Please, please, someone, please, someone give for a small donation. (laughs) These actors can stay employed. So this is written and directed by Brian Clemens, who did quite a few of the Hammer stuff. And there's not, I mean, um, Carolyn Monroe is probably the most famous person in this because she is one of the, I think they just call them Hammer Babes or whatever. Like there was was a bunch of girls that were in these. She was Carla. Yeah, yes, we we love the Hammer Babes. Um, I aspire to be a hammer babe. Um, we can all be hammer babes in our hearts. We can all be hammer babes if we believe in ourselves. Yes. We're already hammer babes. We just have to take that final step and believe in ourselves. <laughs> hammer babe is an attitude. And, and also, well, you, you got to tease your hair a little bit to be a hammer babe. But That's true. That's true. You have to brush your hair up a little bit. Yeah. Big hair and attitude. That's all it takes to be a mm-hmm. um, both a Dolly Parton um impersonator and a uh, hammer babe <laughs> i love you dolly if you're listening to this i love you now we have to tweet this out at dolly parton i don't <laughs> know if Car- caroline monroe is still alive you know who is still alive horse jansen who is who we love this, this episode was for you all for you, you sir literally you so if you haven't um seen this film you probably don't know him unless you're a uh, someone, a child that grew up in Germany, um, where he was the host of the German Sesame Street. <laughs> Guess what? Sesame Street hosts can fight vampires. Yes, they absolutely can. This movie is about a vampire hunter and his assistant, Professor Hieronymus Grost, who come to a town to investigate uh vampires that are occurring but as we learn vampires in this universe aren't all the stereotypical sucking blood to live and can be killed with a stake through the heart or whatever no these vampires are hot these vampires are hot as hell and we are (laughs) here to kill them though so they've got <laughs> these vampires are hot but our drive to take them out is hotter very hot um <laughs> our vampire hunter is hotter 
Who we do learn is like half vampire. He got bitten, but apparently he's extremely tragic situation. Yeah, where he came back from war and his family had been turned, his mother and his little sister, and his little sister bit him. So so he her. Yeah, Um, he killed them. And then he started to vampire hunt with Professor Grost, who is um, a professor in vampire hunting. What school did he go to? Probably not anyone. Really? I don't know if you need to go to school to just put professor in front of your name. You can just be a little bit full of yourself and you can do that. You can be a little fancy. A little fancy. A little fancy fancy and want to take out evil. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The main difference with these vampires is they suck life instead of blood. So they leave their victims a little bit alive, not much. So these young not much, that's true. They they turn them into another because it's it's mostly young women that are being targeted. Yes, it's young women being turned into old ladies and then dying. Except for uh, our one guy. Um, yeah. So Marcus, Dr. Marcus is an old war friend of Cronus and the and local hot. doctor. He's also hot, but then you notice he starts to age a little bit and he realizes that. And for some reason, he didn't realize he's a vampire. <laughs> um, and so one of the big- To be fair, I probably also wouldn't notice if I was a vampire. Yeah, even though you've been sucking human blood to live. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He is not human, human life. Um, not intentionally. Listen, he is, since he's a friend of Grost and Cronus, they let him experiment on him, basically. And Carla's there, who's a girl that they met along the way and saved her from, she was in like the, this is the stockade thing where you have your hands and your neck and the thing. Mm -hmm. I got, who's like, what are you in here for? And she goes. I got, I got arrested for dancing on a Sunday or whatever. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then they're in love and he's very suave and amazing and pretty and shirtless most of the time. And beautiful. Yes. And he knows how to use a sword. Um, so they experiment on, <laughs> they experiment on Dr. Marcus to find out what way and it's a very great scene because they try to hang him, they try to set him on fire, they try the wooden stake, and none of it works. What works is silver. And so they steal a big cross from the cemetery and turn it into a sword for Cronus to fight the vampires. And we figure out there's this very rich family up on a hill. Always the mysterious... rich people. I know. Why don't you ever see poor vampires? You know why? Because we don't get ourselves bit yeah <laughs> classism in vampire films listen this is a, this is actually the one time when being poor benefits you you're not getting turned, turned into a vampire you're probably getting gonna get killed by a vampire but they're not gonna turn you i mean it's either gonna be vampires or the healthcare system whatever gets you first whatever gets you first whatever gets you first society or the or the blood suckers mm-hmm. or life suckers so we've got Shane Bryant in this movie too. If you've seen, I think he's in a few Hammer Horror. I think Straight On Till Morning is considered Hammer, and then um, Frankenstein. 
Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, where he basically plays Herbert West. Yeah. But book canon. He's very cute. He is. He's very cute. And his family, he's the son of a vampire woman. He's not a vampire himself, but he's just a, he's just a, he's just a nerd. Yeah, he's just kind of vibing, and he has some very flamboyant clothes. I love the costumes in this movie. Costumes in Hammer Horror films are always very fun. But he is being investigated by uh, Doctor, well, Doctor Marcus at first, and then he tells Cronus about this. And so they go up there and they think they're going to kill the mother that's been dying and she keeps staying alive and nobody. I thought they were going to kill her. the sister. No, it's, it's they didn't the mom. The oh, maybe yeah, I don't the think sister. they realized when they first went to the house, I thought they were going to kill the sister. And then it's like, oh, it's the mother. But then. It's a surprise. Surprise. It's their dead dad. They're trying to bring back to life and he's brought back to life. Um. They try to use Carla, but he's barely alive and he fights with Cronus and has a amazing sword fight scene. One of the saddest things about this movie, though, is that it was supposed to be turned into a series. And what an amazing series it would have been because he would have been a time traveler. And that explains why he had so many different swords in this. He had like a traditional sword and he had the cross sword he had a fencing sword and he had a samurai sword so um, also yeah the question of okay what's what time setting is it and also the vampires there's Why a lot of anything things. with vampires listen we would have loved to see this as a time traveling series they did recently release a comment for it which was very cool to see more adventures of so the three of them they brought carla back for that one too and nothing really happened with it though sadly i think it was four or five issues a few but you ago. listeners can revive the, the series please can demand we have more chronos content Cronus. and they know they Join were going to do a sequel they were gonna well it was gonna be um shane bryant wanted to come back and do a I think it was going to be based on Frankenstein and the monster from hell. And they were going to have aspects of vampires in it from the Cronus movie, but he died, I think in 2020, which is very sad. But um, this movie is very good. Hammer has actually put it up on YouTube in standard, like the same quality that the DVD release would be. So they are like admitting like, yeah, we're not going to make much money off of this, but we're, we still want to get our content out there. And I think it's a very fun action adventure horror film. It's it, amazing. Doesn't, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's definitely like if you've seen what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. same vibe. Same, same vibe. vibe. It's like one of the original, listen, Kronos walks, so what we do in the shadows could run. Yes. Um because there's also a great joke where Cronus is smoking something and Marcus walks in and he he sniffs and Cronus just goes it's an ancient Chinese herb (laughs) he's smoking weed he is he's listen where are you going to get that kind of content (laughs) smoking weed 
Also, my other favorite fun fact about this is that apparently Horst Janssen's accent was too thick. They did the whole movie and he did it in English, but his accent is so thick that they dubbed him. But it's actually dubbed very well. It's probably like the first time I watched it, I didn't notice it all. And then I looked it up. It's also very hard to find content for him. It's so sad when you fall in love with an actor and then all their stuff is in German and it doesn't have si subtitles. And then. Please send us more of your content, sir. Besides Sesame Street. <laughs> I think that may have only been a problem that's ever happened to me. That's but... true. You're, we are alone in this fight. But yeah, that's a great one. It's on YouTube. Watch Kronos. Support your local vampire hunter. <laughs> support your local vampire hunters that's the message for this week it was all for you horse johnson all for you thank you guys for listening thank you bye, bye.